Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Let's start out with easy stuff and stuff that's far more tough. Here at home and overseas, ignorance is the real disease. If anybody, if anybody is the antidote to ignorance, it's our next guest, Michael Harrison, who is the founder and publisher of Talkers Magazine. Incidentally, that's his own broadcasting that's his own music that also went viral on YouTube. Uh, Michael Harrison is somebody who isn't just the writer and founder of Talkers Magazine, but he's actually the guru, the industry leader that all of us go to and pay homage to every single June at Hofstra University or in Manhattan, wherever it happens to be, for the Do Not Miss Must Attend Talkers Radio Conference. And Michael Harrison has been a dear friend and in some ways a mentor to me for the time that I have been on the radio. And in getting to know him a little bit better, I see that he is what I would call an advanced thinker. He's always spotting the trends. Michael Harrison, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Thank you, Lisa. What a lovely introduction. I uh, am honored. It's great to be with you. I don't think you and I have ever talked to each other on the radio. So this is a first, I think, for both of us. It is a first. So, And I have so many ways to go with this conversation, but I, I think it's fair that you let us in a little bit on how you grew up in radio. Just a little bit, if you could walk us down memory lane of some of your FM experience and also some of your ownership experience in the radio industry. Well, that's a uh, that's a dangerous question. That's the kind of question you ask a guest, and then you go out and order a pizza and come back forty five <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> I know it's so, been a big career. Uh, I'll, st- I'll start it by saying I, I I have one of those careers that um, I had multiple tracks going, where I did this and I did that and I did another thing simultaneously. Otherwise. I would be 120 years old at this mm. point if we did them um, as uh, those of you in the legal business say consecutive uh, consecutive right. terms. Um, I was a kid that grew up in New York, loving radio, loving pop music, loving contemporary culture. Even uh, as young as five, six, and seven years old, 
Uh, my sister was eight years older than me when we lived out on Long Island, so I got a really good view of what it was like to be a teenage suburban kid when I was in my preteens because I observed her and her activities. Loved DJs, um, loved the charts. I used to have my own record charts and um, followed to see how closely the local top 40 stations in New York were to my assessment of what the hits were. Make a long story short, I wound up having a career in radio where I was a DJ, I was a program director, I worked at the trades, I launched a few trades, I created a few formats, and um, love talk radio now. Uh, my music radio career is, is far behind me. And I think that uh, talk radio and talk media, which I've uh, devoted a number of decades now uh, developing and promoting and playing a role in encouraging and defending, I think that they remain uh, the most accurate bellwethers of American public opinion and um, the foundation of uh, the 21st century interpretation of freedom of speech. So that's basically it in a nutshell. Well, so Michael Harrison, talk radio has been extraordinarily influential. I remember a particular inflection point when Rush Limbaugh was invited to the George H.W. Bush White House. And I just remember that as, as thinking, holy cow, here's a talk radio host who seems to have reached beyond the microphone to the actual seat of power. Now, you've observed this up close and personal. Why do you think and how do you think it's been? And now we have Sean Hannity with his very close relationship with Donald Trump. What's that about? You bring up a really good point. I mean, that, you've just, you just struck at the very heart of the whole, of the whole issue. When, when, when I started Talkers Magazine in 1990, um, we called it the talk radio industry, but it wasn't an industry. Talk radio was kind of a sideshow in the industry. DJs and music radio ruled, and a certain number of stations around the country had a talk show host on it, and the number of stations that did all talk were few and far between, and... Uh, I would say for the first 10 years of publishing Talkers, one of our industrial goals was to prove and, you know, um, you know, explore the power and influence that talk radio had on real life, that it was pertinent, that it was influential, that it, that it was more than just, you know, a, uh, an entertainment uh, platform, that it really was an electronic um, town square, et cetera, et cetera. Well, <laughs> who would ever believe it would have gone so far? Um, that not only did it get recognized as being influential and uh, get the attention of politicians and presidents of the United States, but it reached the point where it became the major influence on public policy. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the election of Donald Trump, in my mind, marked the first shock jock president. He, he, he took all of the, the Howard Stern-isms and the Rush Limbaugh-isms and, and, and all of the different methods of stirring up, getting attention, creating promotions, uh, sparking debate, and he did it as president of the United States. Sean Hannity became um, one of, if not his closest advisor. Yes. It went way beyond yeah. anything that we could have imagined in terms of having influence on reality. Yeah, and what's interesting to me, we're chatting with Michael Harrison, founder of Talkers and leader in the talk radio industry, is it seems that the airwaves became dominated by a specific political point of view, except for NPR. Can you talk to me as somebody who observes the whole industry 
about about NPR and commercial radio and what happened as a business model in those two places. Originally, talk radio was um, when it, it dealt with politics, but it was more of a generalist medium. Uh, it dealt with a lot of things, not just partisan politics, but it eventually uh, commercial news talk radio. We're not talking sports talk. We're not talking shock jocks. We're not talking celebrity gossip in the mornings on music stations. We're talking news talk radio, such as the station that you're on now. Um, it, it tended to move toward a conservative point of view and develop a conservative audience for many, many, many reasons. And again, I, I, I'm trying to be compact in terms of time. Um, that's a whole that's an hour or two discussion how conservatism took over. Um, national talk radio, at least on the commercial dial. Now, Lisa, you mentioned NPR, National mm -hmm. Public Radio. Yes. National Public Radio is just a syndication company. It's really just a production company. It's not the totality of what we call public radio. There are smaller and many um, versions of NPR out there. Point being, if you step back and you look at the totality of talk radio, um, on the radio dial or that which is called radio at this point because we have so many platforms. Right, right. Public radio is the alternative to to commercial news talk radio in terms of um, in terms of um, po politics. And just as many, if not more people listen to moderate to liberal uh, politics on public radio as do conservative on news talk radio. So um, the argument that all of radio is conservative and it's unbalanced and there are no liberals on the radio. It's not true. It, it, it's it, conservative talk radio is conservative, but not mm -hmm. all radio is. Yeah. Michael Harrison, where does the, where does today's, you're, you're somebody who watches talent as the founder of Talkers and as somebody who gets our convention together every year. Where's the talent coming from? Is it coming from people that have already made their way in the political world? Is it coming from, where is it coming from that gets on the radio today? Well, certainly with consolidation and uh, the loss of lots and lots of local owners of, of radio stations, um, you work for a cool company that um, basically, uh, when when compared to the size of some oh, of the mega corporations, I love would be considered, Media. Yeah, would be considered ind independent, would be considered independent. But um, with the rise of consolidation, um, radio has lost what we used to call its farm system, where people would get into radio, kids would be lured to it because it was such a, a center of popular culture. And um, a lot of people wanted to be in it, and they would work their way up from small stations to larger stations to the big stations. That was the paradigm and how it worked. It doesn't work that way anymore um, because there aren't um, uh, that many individual owners and in different avenues to get involved. And uh, the, whole, the whole nature of the industry has changed. So where do you find new talent? Ironically, uh, they are looking for people who already have followings. Mm. Uh, and this is going on. This is going on in the movie business. This is going on in the publishing business. This is going on in the record industry. They, whereas they used to look for talent and develop the talent in house and 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 finally make their own stars. Today, the big companies are looking for people who have gigantic social media followings, which they hope to tap into and convert to radio ratings. So uh, again. A, a simple answer to a complex question. Most of the talent is coming from social media, people with gigantic Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram and other accounts that they could bring thousands, if not millions of people to the table and um, already provide a um, a pre-developed um, audience. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, as I'm listening to you, we're chatting with Michael Harrison. You know, I'm thinking a little bit about Broadway the paradigm shift of what happened with movies and theater is that eventually what happened is people got famous in Hollywood and then they would lend their name to a marquee on a Broadway theater and that's what would be bring people into the stage. So it's, you know, as opposed to before that when the theater would be moan, oh, we're losing all our talent in the theater to Hollywood, but it, it turned out to be the wraparound the other way. So I'm wondering if people that are developing podcast followings will eventually be asked to get on the airwaves. Uh, radio would be smart to uh, to bring podcasters aboard, and that's happening. That's happening. A number of, and podcasting, believe it or not, sort of comes under the broad umbrella of social media. Mm. It, it, it is. It's very similar to, to to social media having a big podcasting following. The problem is only a few, relative to the number of people in the game have big followings. Most podcasters are like people who went out and bought a typewriter and hoped yeah. to become uh, the, the next great American novel. <laughs> right. um, or, or people back, I remember as a kid in the 50s, all of a sudden it was the rage to have um, those those Kodak home movie cameras, 8-millimeter cameras, mm-hmm. and everybody standing in front of the barbecue waving <laughs> on these silent films. That, that'd be like, um, Hollywood is concerned about the rise in cameras of local you know, people, That's and right. it's going to change the film business. It had no impact on the film business. Uh, whatsoever. So podcasting um, is finding its way in terms of the connection between it and the big time. And there is a connection, but most podcasts are doomed for obscurity. We're chatting with Michael Harrison. Michael, what's going to happen to the AM dial now that electric cars have decided they no longer want to carry it? And why is that, that they will not carry an AM station? What's going on? Well, the AM uh, AM frequency doesn't sound very good when there's any kind of electricity in the air, as anybody knows. When they drive past power lines or they go under a under a, a tunnel, or for no reason at all, they hear. <laughs> so AM radio has its problems, but um, 
the but it has such a reach. But AM has such yeah, a reach yeah. compared yeah, to yeah. But now that we have the internet, everything has a reach. Everybody who, a who puts a, uh, a webcast up or, or or has a podcast or does streaming from their um, from their bedroom or their living room has the reach. There are no such thing as small platforms anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so the answer to your question is: in the long run, it's not going to have any impact at all. Electric cars, there's a big buzz on them, but they have a very small percentage of the actual number of cars on the road. So uh, it's going to take a while before that happens. But FM is going to have the same problem because it's not AM that's going to be eliminated from car dashboards. It's radio sets. Really? You know, with AM and the FM dial is going to be eliminated from the dashboard and everything's going to be internet. And and people know how to find what they want. Yes. Listeners to this show know that they could um, uh, get you in their car um, with the, the Bluetooth on their smartphone that's and true. just plug it in and all of a sudden there you are coming out of the uh, speakers in the car with a great signal that mm. sounds like FM. WICC600.com. So, um, that's right. Yep. There you, there you go. Yep. So all of these things are working their way out. The point is, is that radio cannot count on being the exclusive medium on the AM and the FM dial, what we call a radio appliance. The, the, what radio has to concentrate now is maintaining the magic of the word radio and what that meant. Just like films do, mo- motion pictures. What are they in the video business? They don't film on film anymore. Everything is video. Um, they can't even figure out at this point whether they're giving somebody a, an Oscar or, or an Emmy. <laughs> the mm-hmm. line between what we call television and the silver screen has, has blurred to the point now. Um, so, so the 21st century is a, is a time when we are going to have to reassess the names and the definitions of the art form and the platform that they're on. But there will still be, Michael Harrison, a need and a demand for the spoken word, for sure. Well, and that we're seeing kind. like crazy, right? The spoken word is exploding. That's really yeah, true. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what that's that's what defines us primarily as a species. That's right. We are the talking animal. I mean, so, we're the tool making animal, but we talk. It's our it's our. Uh, facility to communicate with all these different shades of sound uh, through our, um, you know, our, our tongues and our lips and our mouths and our brains that um, make us so powerful as a species here on the planet Earth. That's what we're about. So there'll always be storytelling. There'll always be uh, communication uh, through words and speech and stories. And um, th- as a result, there'll always be ways of packaging it so that it has uh, everything from entertainment value to educational value. You have given me the perfect segue. You introduced a word to me when you recently interviewed me, a word I had never heard before called transhumanism in the context of a conversation about artificial intelligence, which we speak about on this show all the time. You have to tell me, Mm. what is transhumanism? What is it? Well, it has nothing to do with transsexual or trans man or trans woman. It has to do with the fact that the human species is right on the uh, edge of a timeline where as we go forward and we um, intermingle with technology, that we're not necessarily going to be what we used to consider to be human. Homo sapiens, the, the species that we are, is changing so much that we may not recognize what we are uh, 
10 years, 15 years, 20 years from now. Matter of fact, people are always talking about, is, is, is that, are we losing our humanity? You know, is that really human? So that's what it is. We, we are becoming something that uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago, people might con- not consider to be human. We're already melding with artificial intelligence and biotechnology. Um, what's it going to be like in 50 years or 100 years? Then you send people off the planet. We're talking about uh, colonizing Mars and going to the moon and people living on space stations. Well, that's going to have a tremendous impact on evolution because evolution is very connected to environment. So as we change our environment, we're going to change the nature of our mutations and, um, and what we are going forward. So we might be at the end of a major chapter of what it is culturally to be human. And that's that means transhumanism beyond uh, what we call human. And um, we're looking at that. We're looking at it square in the face. So much of what used to be science fiction is a reality now. You can't discount anything. You can't say that anything is beyond the realm of possibility. Because science so much of what we, when you and I were growing fiction. up, everything was science fiction. It's not science fiction anymore. I could go back to an Isaac Asimov novel or Ray Bradbury and say, oh, yeah, we do this now. We do this now. Mm-hmm. Right. Matter of fact, so much of science uh, gets its lead from science fiction writers, right. Jules Verne um, and H.G. Uh, Wells. Mm-hmm. These these people predicted things like uh, nuclear weaponry and, and travel to other planets and, and, and things that were considered impossible uh, came out of uh, science uh, fiction. Star Trek has had a tremendous influence Huge. on a whole generation of Huge. scientists. Huge. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 these are fascinating. Fascinating times. Maybe they always have been, but we think so because we're living here now. But I think relative to other times when things didn't change for decades and everything was the same for 100 years, you know, uh, I think we live in an amazing time. And I think it's um, wonderful and dangerous. Um, it's a uh, double-edged sword, and we have to make very careful decisions as we go forward and not think just because something is new that it's necessarily good. Michael Harrison of Talkers, I will see you in June, if not beforehand, at the annual Talkers convention, which I try never to miss and always look forward to. And I really want to thank you for being a leader in our industry, a a sane leader in our industry, which isn't always a sane industry, and uh, being somebody who has been a mentor to countless people who are trying to get their voices heard, including yours truly. Thank you very much. You're very kind. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Michael Harrison on the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 